When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Episode number 45 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Harrison. And my name is James Hounsell. And together we are TTM Sports. Now, James, big, big, big day in the footballing world. As you're a Tottenham fan, Tottenham Hotspur have parted with Nuno Espirito Santo. And, um, you know, really, Tottenham Hotspur, what now? Yeah, he, he's gone. Um, I, I can't say I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm pleased. Um, I'm I'm a big believer in football. You know, you've got to stick with things. You've got to give things a chance. Uh, particularly managers, players. You know, things need a chance. But but it was so the writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall on Saturday night. You know, I, I don't think there was any way back from that. I think to, fair play to Levy. You know, he takes a lot of a lot of stick from a lot of lot of sections of you know the media and the fans and other clubs and everything else. Bit of a banter chairman, but he's acted quickly. He's read the room and he's got rid of uh, Nuno and I think it was the right thing to do. So as a Tottenham fan, you think it was right. We'll talk about Daniel Levy in a minute. We'll talk about comparisons that we've discussed off air with previous Tottenham managers, you know, especially the one that you all uh, love. Um, but from, from, from a Liverpool fan from the outside looking in, I think it's harsh. I think he's only had 10 games in charge. I think that's really, really harsh. But on the other side of the coin, you had a fantastic start. I remember you saying to me, you know, Tottenham, top top of the league, top of the league. And I think, come on, you ain't in a title challenge. You go, no, 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 I'm a realistic Tottenham fan, you know. And I, I was saying, are you going to, you going to win the league? And you say, no, I'm not going to win the league. I'm just saying we are top of the league. At that we, were, point, we were top of the league. We were top of the league. At, at that point, we were. Arsenal were bottom. Yeah. You were top. You have a record as the only team to be overtaken by the team that were bottom as you were the team that were top after three games. Three games later, you were level 
and now you've been overtaken by your North London rivals and you seem to be decelerating at a rate of knots. What's going on? What's wrong with the team? Where do you, where do you start? Do you think it's confused with some of the hangover from Pochettino? You've had the Mourinho input for a year, bringing in certain players. You've got, I wouldn't just say square pegs and round holes. You've got he- hexagonal. The, the the balance the balance has been wrong, but it, it's just never really worked. Um, you know, I, I joked about oh we were top of the league, and I did give you a bit of bit of banter at the time. Obviously, that like, as a bit of a laugh. I knew it was tongue in cheek at the time. It was a very tongue in cheek. Um, Dangerous game to say your club's the best in the league. Believe me from experience. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, but but I mean, the the first three games we obviously won. We got a lucky result against Man City. They weren't at it and we caught them on the break. And when you've got human son, you've always got a chance. And we held them out and we, we played well. You know, it was a doggy performance. We just about scraped by um, Wolves at an early penalty and then they battered us for 85 minutes and they couldn't score. We then just about scraped past Watford at home, going to the international break. And that's when the wheels started to fall off a little bit. For me, the Crystal Palace result was a disgrace. Um, we folded... Like you know, a like like a deck of cards, like a deck chair in that game, and lack of discipline, lack of organisation. But the problem for me, and it, and it started in that Palace game, it's been the same throughout, is no creativity. Um, we've gone through large periods of games without having a shot. We've gone two hours of Premier League football without a shot on target. Um, and you've got the world's either one of the world's best strikers in your team and if you add Son into it as well you know you're looking at two of the best attackers in the league I'll say Ton yeah yeah okay in the league I'll give you that in world football Son will be in the top 25 but still but, good but mate it's, it's still, still you know exactly so the question comes from you know what the hell's going on with Harry Kane we've been saying this for months do you think it's a hangover? I mean, I heard you mention you know, potential burnout. Do you know what I think it is? Go and on. the wider football community think it is. You know what I'm going to say? Is that he don't he doesn't want to be he there. Yeah, maybe so, but... The, it, the... Sell him. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. And... No, because you guys are holding out for a ridiculous 127 million on current form. He ain't worth 127 pence, well, yet alone that's, 127 That's million. fine, you know, but the thing is of Harry Kane is... He's he's earned the right to be in that team. You know, to start with, we've got nobody else to play up front. What's he going to do? Kill Dane Scarlett even more? No, he's Troy Parrott. Troy Parrott's on loan at MK Dons. Oh, um, <laughs> you know who else going to play? Carlos Vinicius has gone back. You know that we missed a trick with him. We should have kept him. He was okay. Um, so we've got no other option. The option is you put Son through the middle. Then who are you going to play on the wing? Bergvine. What's he done? You know the problem is. But I thought, hold on, hold on, no, no, there's a player in there somewhere. But where's Gareth Bale? I know he's gone back to Real Madrid, but you know he isn't playing. Is he played this season, Gareth Bale? uh, Bits and pieces, I think. But I mean, that's another one. You know, he he was actually finished the season pretty well last season, Gareth Bale. But he went out the door with not even so much as a thank you, really. It just didn't work last season. It was a, it was a, you know, an experiment that didn't work. Yeah. Um. We haven't replaced Carlos Vinicius, so we, we're, we're down to one striker plus Dane Scarlett, who's 17 years old. Well, going back to Gareth Bale, he's played three games. We're in November. He still scored a goal. And Gareth Bale had always scored goals. It was probably against Sporting Gijon at the Bernabeu, like in, in, in a 5 0 win or something, and it was in the 89th minute. But he scored Gareth... 11 goals for Tottenham last season. Yeah, Gareth Bale. In 20 games. That's excellent. Yeah, yeah, he Why did. Why have they not made that permanent? The money involved, I think that 
Did well, is it is now is Levy being a victim of his own greed because he can't bring him back? Well, I don't know. I just don't think of it. he was never going to come back um, permanently. Just it was just a bit of a stopgap. Madrid bought it off the wage bill for a yeah. year. Uh, there was some sentimental value attached, and and he came back in, but. You know, there was never even any mention of him signing permanently. In terms of the start for Nuno, um, off-air we did a, comp- a comparison. So Tottenham, under Pochettino, after 10 games, had played three, won three, and then obviously inevitably lost three. And then he literally got beat by Man United 4-1. You were in eighth position in the in the league. Okay, and he'd just been beaten 4-1. When you look at the comparisons right now, I mean, where are you now? Eighth? Yeah. Your eighth position. You've played ten games. You've won four. We've won five and lost five. Right, okay, there you go. So the record is exactly the same. Yeah. And you've just lost 3-0 to Manchester United. The problem is, why? Though, why is he treated differently? The difference is when it was a, it's a completely different scenario... But the results are the same. It doesn't matter. It's, it's a different, completely different scenario. When Pochettino came in, the expectation was lower. You just come off the back of Tim Sherwood, who was an absolute nightmare. The squad was in not even transition like it is now. It was it was in rack and ruin. Um, but you had you could see the shoots of life, and you could see what Pochettino was trying to do even early on. You know, the work rate was higher, the intensity was higher, the pressing was higher. He had a style of play. You could see what was they were trying to do. Um, you know, you had good young players there like Kyle Walker, Danny Rose, um, Danny Rose, Harry Kane. He was a good young player at the time. You know, you could see Ryan Mason. You, there was, you could see signs that the summit was building there. Um, whereas at the moment now, it just looks like we're a worse version of the team that wasn't good enough under Mourinho. I think, as far as I'm concerned, from the outside looking in, this guy needed more time. If you were to get any world-class manager in there after 10 games, yeah, you you may have lost five, but you won five. Um, You have beaten Manchester City, albeit a tired uh, first game of the season, half a Manchester City team, half of them on international break um, after the Euros excursions. I think it's very harsh. I would have given this guy at least another two or three games. And then after 14 games... Yeah, but how long long do you wait before you pull the trigger? Well, you're not getting relegated. It What's re- the best you can hope for? Europa League. I would like to. I would like to think we're going to finish in the top six. But when you're, you know, the, a lot of the the problem as well. The pressure is going to start coming. You look across the road. You've got Arsenal picked up now. You've got West Ham are flying. Um, Liverpool on Saturday. Who? Who's West Ham? have got Liverpool at home gonna, on Saturday. It's going to be it's an a tough game. Be for an Liverpool. interesting game that one. But but you can see, you know, there's there's a real danger. We're going to, you know, we can't be getting left behind by teams like West Ham. No disrespect, they're doing Bigger brilliant. Fan base Tottenham. They're doing brilliantly at the moment. That's, that's absolutely debatable. Um, but you know, you can't be getting left behind. There's a real issue that if we keep Nuno now with the way it is at the moment. I mean, that's that was that was turning toxic on Saturday. Um, well, fans but, but booing substitutions. Fans, no, no, all due respect. And I respect you as a football man, as you know, as a fellow podcast host. But I've got this question for all Tottenham Hotspur fans. And I think you're guilty of it. I think you guys think you're bigger than what you actually are. No, that's not true at all. Tottenham. You're a top eight Premier League team. Yeah, which is fine. You're in the top eight. However... He's in a rebuilding job. Why pull the trigger? I just don't think he's the man. Uh, the, from what I from what I understand, is the players weren't having him. The fans weren't having him. Uh, the other thing you've got to remember is oh, you've got Paratici who? The, the sporting director 
um, Fabio Paratici. And by all accounts, he wasn't having him. He was never his man. Um, the reality is this deal has been done not since he's been sacked. This deal has been in the works for a number of weeks, which would then lead you to believe, has Daniel the Dirty Levy done it again? Has he gone behind the scenes? I mean, he would have been talking to him. You know, we've had 10 games gone. He must have been talking to him for at to least... Who? To who? To, to Conte. He has to have been talking to him for at least four or five weeks. Well, Paratici is the former sporting director, technical director of Juventus. They had three years together at Juventus. They won three league titles in a cup. These guys, they must have been talking after four games of the Premier League season. Wouldn't you? Or you end up in a situation like Newcastle where you sack your manager with no plan and now they can't replace him and they're stuck with Graham Jones. So you're meaning to tell me then that most football clubs in the world um, are having discussions with other potential managers right now. And players. So you're, players I get. But, What's but, the difference? But why give Nuno Espirito Santo the job if you're already going to be talking to a new man after just four games? Well, we That's don't, not we fair. don't, we don't know, we don't know that. We don't know. That. I don't believe that since Saturday, Daniel Levy's picked up the phone and said, "Yep, come to London. We'll pay you what you want, and you can come on in." He's definitely overpaying for the odds. Let's talk about the finances in the deal as well. Um, you know, reportedly on megabucks to, to sign for Tottenham Hotspur and you mentioned off air about a, a transfer kitty in January yeah I mean but this is the thing you say what you want about Daniel Levy yes he should have stumped where was up. Nuno's money he, he Nuno had money to spend Nuno spent money um, was it were they ever his players who knows you know did Nuno Espirito Santo go and bang down Daniel Levy's door and say I must have Emerson Royale I highly doubt it because he no, wouldn't even make the, the the menu at Burger King. Yeah, t- I, I, again, yeah. Look, I called this Emerson Royale for me. Not good enough. Um, the problem is with Tottenham Should as well. Tanganga, where's he? Uh, he's been suspended and then he's just fallen out of favour a little bit. But again, the the problem is with Tottenham is we've got too many players. Our squad's not balanced because we've got too many players who are all about the same level as each other, but that level is not quite good enough. Um, you know, you look at people like Bergvine, Lucas Mora, okay, legend and everything else. And, and you know, to be players. fair, he has played well this season, Lucas Mora. He never really does let you down. But is he next level player? Um, Deli Alley and Dombele. You know, I mean, they're, they're Dombele, lazy. Deli Alley hasn't been at it for a couple of years. You've got Brian Gill, who's done absolutely nothing apart from perfect the football's worst hairstyle. You've got Eric Dyer, who we all know about. Lacelso's not even playing. You've got Harry Winks, that's not even getting a look in. Davinson Sanchez, not even getting a look in. But but you look at all those players though. None of them, apart from Kane and Son, stand out as you know head and shoulders above the rest of them. So you're on a hiding to nothing, Hoiberg, really. Hoiberg is, 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 is good. He gets better every day. Christian Romero. Yeah, I mean, again, you sign him for you know potentially um, Reguillon. Reguillon, uh, another one, another one. Yeah, but Christian Romero is coming with a huge reputation from Atalanta, uh, with an option to buy for fifty million pounds. I mean, but he's only just started playing. But it's all right. He didn't play for the for, for the first two months of the season. Um, Christian Romero didn't even play. He played in the, the Conference League, you know. And then they're here and there and everywhere with Argentina, hanging around quarantining in Croatia. Um, you know, it's a mess. The whole thing's been a mess, and we just need to get a guy in there now. We need we, to cut know. our losses now. Get rid of Nuno, which they've done. Fair play to Levy. He's acted fast. He's, he's read the situation. They were not having it Saturday. That was the end of it. If he would have turned around in the dugout on Thursday night, um, that would have been the end of it. Another thing which annoys me about um, Spurs this season, the Conference League. We've, we've given it no respect. 
Um, you know, we we went and lost against Vitesse Arnhem last week. Not good enough. Don't forget the result in Portugal. Pacos de Ferreira in the qualifier lost one 0 away. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. There's n- there's nothing to get excited about. I haven't been excited about a single Tottenham performance this season at all. Well, look, we'll, we've been we've been chatting for a little while. It was a quick, you know, it's a quick podcast episode about Tottenham and what they do now. What we'll do quickly is I'm gonna on a whim select my first team 11 for Tottenham out of the current crop of players that you have available and then we'll compare it to yours and then we'll have a look at Nuno's last team that he selected and see where that differs go on so I would go with Hugo Lloris in goal I would go with Josef Tanganga at right back Jaff- Jaffa Jaffa yep I'd play him at right back I'll play Regulon at left back my centre backs would be Christian Romero and I would then play I would argue, and I would say, I I would want Davinson Sanchez in there. I would then go into the midfield, and I would have Undombele holding for you. <coughs> I would then have I would then have Pierre. I would then have Pierre Emil Hoiberg. I would then have Harry Winks. So that's your midfield three, and then your three attackers. I would have Harry Kane. Son, and I would then go with Lucas Mora. So that would be my Tottenham team. Uh, I don't disagree with that too much, James, but we all know Conte, if, if he is to be the man, which we're, we're led to believe he's going to be taking the job. Conte likes a free at the back. I think you've got, obviously, Lloris in, in goal. That's absolutely fine. I think you want to be going Dyer in the back three. There's the problem. With Romero and Sanchez. Now, Eric Dyer used to be brilliant in the back three. When we were under Pochettino, we used to play the the, um, the Champions League games. We played a three at the back a lot there with Vertonghen as a wing-back and Trippier. Um, sometimes Rose as the wing-back, but generally it was Vertonghen. Okay, so back to your lineup then. So, you've so I, go with... to, I go to back three there. You can play Reguillon as the uh, left wing-back. And for yep. the time being, because I don't see a better option... I would play Doherty as the right wing back. Doherty, <laughs> he's he's a right wing back, mate. He's, that's you know that's okay, where. He play. Yeah. Who are you going to play instead? We've we've got rid of Serge Aurier, who was a decent wing back, not so much at a full back, but a decent wing back. Um, Emerson Royale, we should never sign him. I don't even know what he is. I hope I'm proved wrong with him. I'd even consider playing Steven Bergvine as a wing back. Um, then your midfield three, I'm similar to you, James. I like I, I would have a Hoiberg. Winks, and then I'd maybe, then I'd maybe probably play maybe a Lucas Mora just ahead of him in the hole, and then go Son and Kane as a two maybe. Um, and there's your back three with your wing so, back. Yeah, so, so here's your problem. Okay, you've played out of eleven players against Manchester United out of your starting lineup. You've played seven, eight defensive-minded players in obviously Larice, Emerson, Romero, Dyer, Davis, Hoiberg, Skip. Lacelso, you have literally played eight defensive-minded players at home uh, against the yeah, Manchester United problem, team. Yeah, but that was that a awful. that was a main out of team that just come off. They just lost five 0 so at home to Liverpool. Defending? That's the question. We should I have gone straight defending. after him. But they, again, this is the problem. And that, you know, when uh, Espirito Santo came into the club, there was a big speech about how you know, um, you know, they they were going to. Uh, employ a manager who was going to bring back the DNA of Tottenham and the, the attacking football that the fans love Ooh. that starting lineup. we lost we've <laughs> lost 3-0 at home twice this season already 
It's unacceptable, isn't it? We lost 3-0 away at Arsenal. We lost 3-0 away at Crystal Palace. You know, look at the Embarrassing results. We had Tanganga, Regulon on the bench, Ali, Undumbele, Bergvine, all on the bench. Yeah, yeah. They're all in my initial lineup, And that's from a Liverpool fan looking from outside the glass. It's quite clear to see that maybe he tinkered a little bit too much. But then again, he must have known he was under severe pressure only after three or four games. It's as simple as that. I, I also feel that his judgment's been clouded by, let's say, the dark crows around him. You, we don't see what goes on behind the scenes. We don't see what happens inside the upper echelons of White Hart Lane, and the manager has his, you know, monthly meeting with the, right, with the yeah. big bosses. And he would have known. So he's thinking, okay, this team isn't working. I need to switch it up. And maybe that's why he selected that team. But as far as I'm concerned, how do you fix Tottenham then? So what do what do Tottenham need to do in the well, transfer window? Oh. Uh, we need a centre midfielder. We need a striker. You've already got Harry Winks. You've already got Huberg. You've already got Undumbele. You've need... already got Lacelso. That's four. You've got Deli Alley. Five. Yeah, but we need. You a, don't need we, a centre midfielder. We need a top quality centre midfielder is going to take us on. Um, look, there's reason to be uh, optimistic now. Um, let's say, assuming that everything is to be believed, that the deal is done. You need centre backs. Let's and you say need we're going to get. Let's say we get Conte in. He will get us going. He's intense. He knows how to organise a team. He's a winner. Straight away, Harry Kane, Son, you know, the big players, Uga Lloris, they're going to be back on board. Right, this is a guy we can get behind. Like they did when Mourinho came in, there was, a, there was an understanding that, look, we've brought in this guy, he's a winner. Uh, the expectation will be risen and the standards will be higher and the players will be playing for him. We're in the quarterfinals of the League Cup, we're at home to West Ham. What a great way to get the fans on side. Let's go, let's let's do a job on him, let's get to the semi-final. We got to the final last year. I would, I would take a, you know, I take a Carabao Cup win all day long. Do you long. think you've got enough to win it? Why not? Well, why look, not? Look who else is in it? Yeah, absolutely. But why not? You know, we get, you know, is the Carabao Cup what you should be focusing on, or your league position? That's got to be the priority. Yeah, absolutely. We're five points off the top four. We know, you know very well, James, because Liverpool were five points outside the top four at times. Yeah, we last lost six season. at home in a row. Exactly. At home, you know, it does happen. Manager. And you can get, you can get back into it. So you know. Top six, very realistic. Um, you know, I look at the league table now. Brighton, they'll fall away. Uh, West Ham, they'll fall away. You know, you never know what Hold you're going to get. West Ham, will they? Because that's not a flash in the pan last season. They're in the Europa League. They've had a slow start and now they're playing ball. Yeah, yeah, they're doing well. But this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. We, we, we are in danger of being left behind by teams like West Ham. So we have to, we have to act now or else there's a real problem. I'm looking at Man United situation. You know, Wolves, sec- seventh in the league. Yeah, slow start, and now they seem to have got it going. I think they're currently beating... Everton 2-0. Yeah, there you go. So they're 2-0 up as well. Yeah, Wolves, you know, it's a strong league, mate. It's a strong league. If you but... take Brighton and Wolves out of it, okay? Take Brighton and Wolves out of it, and then replace them with Everton and Leicester. You've then got your top nine. I think there's a big nine in the league, really. I, I do. I think there's a there's a big... There's a top three... And then it's the rest down to ninth place. And the rest consists of West Ham, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Everton, Leicester. That is the echelons that you're rolling in at the minute. Yeah. So what does this, but what does all this mean for Man United? This time last week, everyone was saying, well, they're going to sack Solskjaer and they're going to get uh, Conte. Goes to Tottenham at the weekend, plays them off the park, 3 0. They sat in a manager and now Tottenham are getting Conte. You well, got, if you, what do you feel if you're a Man United fan? What I are you think Solskjaer's doing a wonderful job of course at Manchester you do. United. Uh, so, you know, you know, there's Liverpool fans 
that are, that are angry at the moment after that draw at the weekend, 2-0 up against Brighton, two disallowed goals and draw 2-2. My, my comeback is, well, we're undefeated. We're top of our Champions League group. We're in the quarterfinals of the Carabao Cup and we're second in the league by three points. And we've played Chelsea, Man City, Man United, Brighton... Do you know what I mean? And Brentford, out of the top 12, we played like seven of them. Yeah, which is fine. But, you know, the Liverpool situation, you know, it's a, diff- it's a different conversation entirely that when you know, you haven't got to worry about Absolutely. what's going I on mean, down. Back, back to Tottenham. I mean, your problem is the games that you've lost, if you would have converted them to maybe a couple of draws, you're up into fifth place. It's a completely different situation. Yeah, and I think I think if, look, if Conte's coming in, uh, I'm optimistic. I'm pleased. I'm pleased that, that the club have acted fast and getting, getting Santo out. Decent guy, uh, Nuno, just never felt right, never convinced. James, I think it's a mess. I mean, you've conceded 16 goals this season. Chelsea have conceded just three, two of them in one match against Liverpool. You've scored nine goals in the league. Liverpool, by contrast, have scored 29. Um, That's 20 goals difference. It must sting when you know that Southampton and only Norwich have scored less goals yeah. than you. Um, and the the situation here is bleak because you've got Newcastle with a transfer budget as well um, to, to blow most teams out of the water. I think this is make or break. If Tottenham don't get into the Europa League this year, do you have the pulling power to bring in the world's best players that you did under Pochettino? Uh, no. Um, but again, Conte, it's, it's a draw for players. Are they going to, you know, it's, it's a gamble. I think it's the last roll of the dice for Levy um, so that he doesn't get left behind. It's smacks of desperation. It's um, maybe not quite as desperate as when we got Mourinho because he was off the back of a bad time at United. Um, so it's not quite as desperate. Conte's coming in with his stock sky high, really. He's the, he's the best free agent manager available in Europe at the moment. Bar none. If any big job, you know, Diego Simeone gets sacked tomorrow, Conte's linked with that job. You know, um, oh, I think Jesse March, who's gone into Leipzig, um, I think he would have been a good option. Um, I like him a lot. Steven Gerrard was talked about as well. Spurs? No, not no, not yet. Would you say not good enough? Not at the moment, no. He's won trophies. When was the last time you won one? Yeah, absolutely. But if you, you know, you're telling me that if Jurgen Klopp got sacked tomorrow, he'd have Gerrard. Yeah. Sentimental aside, sentiment aside, would you get Gerrard over Conte? Not sure. Would you have got? Would you get Ange Postecoglou if he won one Scottish Premier League title? No. Why would you get Gerrard after one Premier League t- uh, Scottish Premier League title? Why? Because yeah. quite simply, he took over Rangers in a worse position than than what that Postecoglou's taken over a terrible uh, Celtic side oh, come this on. summer. They're, they're, you know, you know, Neil Lennon done a great job at Celtic. But enough said on that. Um, look, as far, as far as we're concerned. Um, but look, as far as far as we're concerned, I think look, we we've got to the crux of it. My position is I think he's gone too early, and I think it's extremely harsh. However, I can understand Hang on. why. So, if let's say uh, Klopp left in the summer, you spent all summer trying to get a manager in, mm. and you ended up with your eighth choice manager. Yeah. Let's say, for example, it was Dean Smith, mm. just for argument's sake. Mm. And in your first ten games, you'd gone away to Everton and lost three 0 Yep. You'd lost at home to Man United, Man City and Chelsea. You'd gone away and lost 3-0 at Crystal Palace. Oh, we would have beat Man City 1-0, but carry on. But, yeah. but let's just say, for argument's sake, you know, because it's easy it's easy to uh, forget up there in your ivory tower that there is the rest of the league going on around you. Um, let's say all of that happened and you're 10 games in and this is this is where you are and you've just lost 
3-0 at home to Chelsea on Saturday and the fans are booing Dean Smith's substitution because he's bringing off Firmino and bringing on Divock Origi and um, and you go on to lose 3-0 and then the, the boos are deafening at full time. I would, would say, you say, yeah, they've got rid of Dean Smith too early or would you say, yeah, yeah fair enough because Dean Smith's going but it's okay because, you know. No, because Nuno Espirito Santo has achieved more in his managerial career than Dean Smith. I think has that's he? A fair assumption. Absolutely. He's played Champions League uh, Champions League manager for a start. He's did incredibly well at Wolves. So he should be doing better than what he's doing. Um, Dean Smith, absolutely. No, not, no, not Dean Smith. Dean Smith, talk about managers under pressure. Dean Smith's another one. Exactly. As far as I'm concerned, that's the difference between the two clubs. And you probably don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. We stuck with Roy Hodgson for three quarters of a season and we still backed him through January because that's the difference between Liverpool fans and Tottenham fans. We love everyone until it is intolerable. And, and the reality is, as I think we both know, and I can say with confidence on behalf of the majority of football fans in the football community, that we would have definitely stuck with our manager for longer than 10 games because that's what we do. Um, however... I can understand why he's gone. The bit for me is the CD going on in the background that, you know, let's be brutally honest, they would have been having them discussions after four to six games, which I think is unacceptable. Um, again, Daniel Levy, as far as I'm not having him, I, I think he's a, I think he's just, uh, you know, I, I don't want to put expletives because you never know it may come back to haunt me in the future. But the reality is, is I don't believe Daniel Levy's right for Tottenham. And I think he's got desperate. And he's, you know, on some ways you could say he's been proactive rather than reactive. I just I feel you could have gave him another cup just two games more and if you would have got beat in them two games you could then argue and say right we've had 12 games you know we've lost seven we're in 12th place absolutely the reality is Tottenham Hotspur right now with one victory you're in fifth place yeah the problem for me you're in is fifth place we should have got Conte in the summer yeah absolutely it's, too, it is a, li- it's a little yeah teams? of course of it's course Levy. of course and that's There's a right. reason why Harry Kane ain't playing well. We know it, but is Son playing well? What's his statistics for this season? Huming Son, you know, does he wants to be at the club? Loves the I club. I think he's got about four goals in I the Premier League. I, I think he deliberately score. wanted to. He wanted Kane to go, didn't he? So he could be the main man. No, of course you know? not. And I, I think, as far as I'm concerned, let's have a look at it. So this, he's played eight games and scored four goals. That's a goal every other game. You know, it's you know, bang average. Let's bang. That's not bang average. It is bang average. Absolutely. Absolutely, he's played eight games and scored four goals. You know, just for argument's sake, let's bring up Bobby Firmino, who everybody who everybody likes to slate and turn around and say he's an awful striker and doesn't score enough goals. Well, let's have a look at his statistics for this season, shall we? The, the striker that doesn't score goals. So remember Son, eight games, four goals, playing every week, pivotal man, massive man in the squad. You know, again... Eight games, four goals. So why is... Oh, bang, that's bang average. So I don't know why you're bringing it up. Bearing in mind he hadn't scored a goal since like March or something before he scored against Watford. Is that right? I'll I'll tell you why. Because... Bobby Firmino brings more to the team than what Son does for Tottenham. Okay, that's your opinion. Yeah, I know yeah, I'd, I'd take I'd take Son over uh, Firmino all day long, and I, so would a lot. Of I people. don't think Liverpool click without Firmino because he's d- desperate for our tactical style of play. What I'm saying is, is this: I don't believe that he should have went this early. I, I think it's really harsh, and that's my position on it. And look, if you know, you know, if you end up finishing in the top four, you say, "Well done, Daniel Levy, you've bought success." So there's no okay. way Tottenham can ever turn around now and and win it. I'm not having it. I'm not having Tottenham let off the hook. I'm not having it at all. What's your issue, mate? What's your issue? Is Tottenham believe that they are bigger no, they than don't. what they say they are? No, and, and I, no, no I, real fans like you, I no, get it. You I, know you're a top 12 team, okay? But the reality is, okay, top eight, okay? I was winding you up, all right? You're a top eight team. You are in eighth place. Three points off a of fifth place in a Champions League potential. 
you know, because after one of our English clubs win it this year, there is an extra spot available. So as far as I'm concerned, I think it's harsh. I, I would have given him two games. Would you have stuck with him for two more games, James? Um, if I'm being honest, and believe me, I'm not one for sacking managers, you know, here, there and everywhere. I don't think it's the right way to go at times. Uh, the writing was on the wall for me when we lost against Arsenal. That was four games in. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was That was six games over. Oh, it doesn't we, make it any better. The, the the performance at Crystal Palace was a disgrace. The subsequent performance after that against Chelsea at home was a disgrace. We never laid a glove on him. Mm. Then we went to Arsenal and got battered. We were 3-0 down after 25 minutes. Disgrace. Uh, the, the performances in the Conference League have not been good enough from fringe players. Um, we lost against Vitesse Arnhem. We, you know, we're struggling through in there. We're conceding goals at home to Nura or Mura, who? who I've never even heard of, who are some team from Serbia. <laughs> we've heard of. It's them, not good enough, mate. Right. It's not good enough, and you know, Tottenham fans are patient bunch. You know, we've waited a long time for anything half decent to happen. Um, but I'm sorry, but we we've had enough, and I've had enough. You know, I'm, you know, it, it's getting to the point where I'm losing interest in the club, and I hate to say it, but it's not good enough, mate. Well, there you have it, James um, of TTM Sports, now starting to lose interest in the club but it can always be better you can bring in Matthew Craig um, he can he can do a job for you um, yeah I think he's a wonderful so good he's listed twice on the Premier League uh, website so you've registered him twice so it's another mistake by Nuno uh, but look you know the reality is James Harrison's assumption he's gone a couple of games too early James Hounsell's assumption he's gone and he's gone bang on time look only time will tell in the future that's enough for episode number 45 of the TTM Sports Show this will be swiftly followed up with our Boxing Monthly with Mr David Hancock for episode 46 and you know what we'll get into the Big 50 a big bumper episode which is at the beginning of planning if we're brutally honest with you guys but no doubt you're going to listen to it my name is James Harrison Uh, my name is James Hounsell and we'll see you again very very soon Network.